Hello there, I'm Fern Cotton and this is Happy Place, the podcast where we climb inside the heads of some remarkable people and see what's going on in there. And this week is another of my absolute heroes. Oh, the joys of making my own show. I can be utterly selfish. It's composer and classical musician Ludovico Inaldi. It's normal to do your things uh, in your own way. There are people that may like it, others they may not. But I don't mind. I mean, uh, there is music that I like, there is music that I don't like to listen to, but I don't... The world is full of colors and you can choose yours. If you have never heard his music, well, you are in for a treat. He's one of my favorite musicians ever. I totally drift off into another world when I listen to him. I was lucky enough to see him live in London uh, this summer, which was just unbelievable. But some of my favorite songs, if you want to just go and check out some bits of music that will totally move you. I love Campfire from the volume of work Day 3. I also love Ascent from the volume of work Day 7. But I mean, look, the whole album Islands is gorgeous. I could wang on about this forever. His music is definitely going to change your mood. That is a promise. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. And now, here's the show. Today is a day of firsts. I'm in Sicily for the first time, which is hot and colourful and vibrant. And I've just been walking around all the back streets and seen lots of gorgeous food in the markets and people enjoying coffee and pastries and talking loudly and passionately and music playing. It just seems like a very beautiful place. So I'm very happy that that's a first to tick off the list. The other first is that I'm getting to interview someone for this podcast that I've been absolutely desperate to meet for a while now. He's someone I'm borderline obsessed with, the most streamed classical artist in the world, and actually one of the most streamed artists, regardless of what genre he comes from. It's Ludovico Inaudi, um, who is in Sicily today, so we're going to go and spend some time with him now and have a chat about his amazing work. If you've never heard of his work before, here's a little bit to whet your appetite and get you in the mood. This is Ascent, Day 7. Oh.
Ludovico, so lovely to sit with you on this beautifully sunny day outside this stunning venue where yes. you're amidst the rehearsals for a, a, a show that you're putting on later in the year. Yeah, it's an opera, it's called Winter Journey. It's an opera uh, based on a libretto by Conto Ibin, the Irish writer, poet. We are in the middle of rehearsing uh, everything, the stage, the orchestra, the actors, the singers. And uh, we are in Palermo. The theatre is Teatro Massimo. That uh, I just discovered it's uh, the third theatre in Europe. The first one is uh, L'Opéra de Paris uh, in Paris. Second one is Satsoper in Vienna. And the third opera house in, of Europe is Teatro wow. Massimo. Yeah. I mean, it's so stunning. I was lucky enough to watch yeah. some of the rehearsals, which were just stunning. I cried. It was beautiful. The music, the, the staging, it was just a beautiful thing to watch. So thank you for, for letting me be part of thank that you. and to see it. Glad. Um, like millions of people around the world, whenever I hear your music, I feel like deeply connected to whatever emotions I'm going through I will often cry when I hear your compositions um, and I think that is quite a rarity in this day and age with music you know there are loads of brilliant bands and artists around but to really feel that deep connection is quite rare when did you first realize that you had the ability to create something that really resonated with people when they heard it the fact is uh, that as, at a certain point of my life, I felt uh, that uh, I needed to do something that was uh, resonating with me. It took me quite a while to, to understand it because at the beginning I was writing music. It was good music, but uh, there was something that I was missing. And so there was a moment where I really tried to understand how to connect emotionally with what I was doing uh, in, a deep, in a deeper way. I can say that uh, when I started to, to feel that, I think this it was a moment where things also started to change uh, with the people that were listening to my music and they started to feel their connection uh, with my music uh, probably in a similar way but with, with di the different people and different backgrounds so everyone was connecting uh, with the music in a different way but deep, deeply and it's fantastic to know that uh, some of those emotions uh, are coming through with through my music and uh, I can share this with, with the people mm, I mean massively and I think often we can be quite scared to look at those big emotions we try and suppress big emotions you know we don't yeah. want to feel deep sorrow we don't sometimes even want to feel deep love because you have to be quite vulnerable to to experience yeah. that but you've always felt quite comfortable ex exploring those emotions would you say at the beginning i was more shy but then when i i understood it was a good way uh, of understand also myself uh, also to relate with the others i i think uh, i started to open more and more my my soul to the what i was doing and i think uh, Music helps me also to to stay in the world uh, as I do, uh, to control and to share my feelings more than I do when um, I'm not doing music. Mm. So music is a way that I convey those mm. things. It's very often the case, you know, I've been lucky enough to interview 
many musicians over the years and often they will find it much easier to express themselves in that way rather than to sit down and have a conversation with someone or yeah. to tell a loved one something they deeply feel it's, yeah. and, and even to stand on stage and perform music or sing about something deeply personal is almost easier than sitting down and saying it to someone face to face it's Absol- extraordinary uh, absolutely I have to say that I'm uh, I'm a bit shy as a person and uh, probably music it's a way to to say everything I want mm. so when you sit down to compose a piece of music what is it that comes first is it an emotion or uh, a story that you want to explore and unpick a worry a concern how what's the sort of first moment for you as a musician i i have some uh, i trained uh, so i know technical things yeah. but i don't think about technique when i and uh, i have to say sometimes i even don't know what is going to happen if it's going to happen uh, sometimes there are days where I try to do something that I don't like, where I don't feel the emotion comes through the music. But there are moments where uh, things happen, and then maybe I realize after uh, that uh, what I have done has a potential, uh, and I start to listen and, and listen to what I've done again and again, and from there I start to develop uh, one piece of music into something. The other thing is uh, that... Uh, when I do my projects, I always like to to find a connection with a theme that is uh, helps me to to find a route uh, for for the music, find a, a plan. Uh, it helps me to drive to define a line. For example, when I wrote uh, the waves, it's called Le Onde. Uh, this was uh, inspired by a Virginia Woolf novel that has the same name and I was uh, reading the novel to understand how the structure of the book could help me to organize the music it's a sort of uh, invisible dialogue that I establish sometimes with a book sometimes with a painting sometimes with a theme that could be a philosophical theme and this is like as I say a silent uh, connection that I Helps me to think uh, and rethink at what I'm doing and organize it uh, with a sort of invisible structure that I give to my music. I mean, that to somebody that I can't sing a note, I can't play an instrument, I'm deeply passionate about music, I find it fascinating that you can turn something detached from music into sound like that's a really fascinating process to know that you can see something read something experience it and then you know inherently how to turn that into music as an outsider it looks like you're sort of channeling something it's coming from a spiritual place you're sort of channeling some otherworldly magic does it feel like that when those songs come do they they arrive in your life do they how do they manifest in your life like that? Uh, certain things, I really don't know how they, they come. I mean, music is also made of proportions, numbers. And so there is a moment where all those uh, proportions and numbers, uh, they come together in a way that is uh, perfect. Mm. Uh, it has a sort of balance. Uh, but even for me, sometimes that balance, um, how I arrive to that balance, it's a bit mysterious. Mm. And this is, uh, 
in a way frustrating because uh, I, you would like to be there all, all the time that you do something. But at the same time, it's uh, fascinating that uh, you have to work around an idea and then suddenly there is a moment where everything comes together. Then, uh, then you lose again th this mysterious uh, fluid. That means also that it's not uh, something automatic. It's something that uh, you have to, to work around, you have to flirt with it, and then there's a moment where you, you embrace it mm. and everything. It must feel like you're playing a wonderful uh, game of Jeopardy because you don't know when that yeah. moment of alchemy is going to arrive or if it's going to arrive, yeah. and I guess that's the risk-taking that you have with composing any piece of music is when or if that, that moment's going to happen yeah absolutely but I have to tell you that when uh, I feel it's happening it's a beautiful oh, uh, and uh, you feel part of it mm. you feel uh, that, that what you're doing is giving to you an emotion that I like I love to hear And also it's a moment where this emotion will you know that will be there other people could live the same emotion and could be could enjoy you could share this with uh, with all the people that would listen to this would you say there are certain emotions that are easier to work with you know is it easier to write a piece of very muse uh, very sort of moving um sorrowful music or is it actually easier to channel something quite joyful and buoyant of course i think it's difficult any anyway uh, I think any emotion uh, to write a sad piece of music may be easy, but it could be, I mean, if you don't get uh, the right way to do it, it could be also very uh, normal. I mean, uh, so I think for every, every emotion, uh, there should be a specific angle that is uh, to make it a unique piece of music with a unique emotion mm. and then to tell something uh, in a way that no one else has said it before in, in the same way so it's not easy it's, uh, you have to look at it and understand how you can tell this uh, in a specific manner that is yours And how does it help you in your life? Would you say that it does actually help you explore your own feelings around situations in life, things that you've found tricky over the years or moments where you've experienced big emotions? Does playing that music or writing about it help you understand your life a little bit more or, or how you've reacted to life? It helps to express um, in a very... It's not that you write a piece of music that is specifically connected to one thing that has happened to you I think uh, the combination of your experiences uh, is behind you uh, is inside you and uh, while you are living and you are working and you are making music you capture some bits of that uh, and you convey it into your music every time in a, in a slightly different way and uh, the amount of uh, experiences uh, it's there in the music with different nuances and colors and emotions and uh, maybe one time uh, there's a happier feeling and other time there is a sadness uh, that comes uh, so mm. it's a sphere 
that combine all your experiences, I think. And would you say that gives you an element of release? Say, like, you're on stage and you're performing it to a huge room of people and, and you are, you know, playing around certain emotions. Is that a cathartic process for you? This is uh, strange. Sometimes uh, there is music that you compose and then uh, you play it for a while and uh, the music is... Uh, telling you and uh, taking certain emotions to through the audience uh, and you feel very connected to it maybe after you play it for a while maybe you lose mm. the affection and uh, you start to to perform other music that maybe you're writing uh, in another moment then sometimes maybe you come back to certain music that you have composed uh, five ten years ago and uh, you, you dis- rediscover a way to say it uh, again, uh, maybe playing, uh, performing it in a different way. Sometimes uh, there is also the risk that uh, the audience, they find a connection uh, with the music that uh, for you is not anymore mm. important. So th- sometimes um, there's a desire that you cannot fulfill because, for example, I, I don't like to play something... Uh, that is not uh, really connected to my feeling of the moment. My repertoire is uh, following uh, who I am in that moment of my life. That's interesting. So you can work out your set list via how you feel that day, a bespoke set list for your mood. (laughs) I love that. Absolutely. And when these melodies arrive in your life... Do you have to be in a certain mindset? Do you have to be in a certain place? I've spoken to friends who are singer-songwriters and one particular one I can recall having a conversation with and he likes to stay up really late at night and he said he likes to sort of catch songs where no one else is around. Everyone else is asleep and he has that clarity and headspace where he can kind of like cast his net out and catch songs and melodies that haven't been written before. Do you have a, a sort of the right scenario that helps you do that home uh, is one of the scenarios but I like to have uh, people that are uh, not maybe immediately around me but I like to feel someone in the house and I like to feel uh, that uh, someone even if he's not active listening is potentially listening to what I'm doing it's a connection, uh, it's a dialogue. Uh, I mean, it could be uh, part of your family. Sometimes uh, there, there is a lady that comes to clean the house and she's very happy when I'm there. I bet she uh, is. <laughs> and I'm playing and she's, ah, it's so beautiful when uh, I come here to clean the house and you are here performing. I bet. So uh, uh, it's... A free gig every time you clean <laughs> someone's house. Ideal. Of course, uh, the people that uh, your family is, you're more connected with, with them. And, and of course, they, it's nice that they can share that creative moment, even if they are doing different things. Maybe one is in another room uh, and another one is uh, doing something else in a different place of the house. But uh, the music is not only for me alone situation other times i have to say that when i'm touring that is also an important part of my life because i tour quite a lot i like to do sound checks uh, in the theaters where i have concerts and this is another 
moment in the afternoon where I take some creative time. So maybe I play for an hour. I can be by myself or with other musicians that are performing with me. And I tend to improvise ideas and record them. So these moments from home and these moments from uh, the sound checks, they become the future repertoire wow. uh, in one, two years' uh, time. Mm, because so I record cool. everything and I listen to everything. And then after a while, I understand what I have done and uh, listening to the ideas and I give them an order and uh, I understand what is uh, what I keep and what I don't keep. Do you have Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Moments of frustration. You know, I really like painting in my free time. And sometimes it just flows and I'm really happy with the end result or, or the halfway through result. Other times... An hour in, I want to punch that canvas to bits. I'm, like, so angry that I can't achieve what mentally I've envisaged. And I and the thing that I, I know makes me feel good when there's a good outcome. Do you have those moments where you hit a dead end and you just scrap a song and you can't deal with it ever again? Well, of course, they're part of uh, the process of listening. And uh, when I'm uh, trying to figure out what is going to be my new project um, or when I have to compose something that uh, there is part of the work I'm doing that I throw away and part of the work that uh, stay and I feel in, I fall in love with it it's not a stable uh, line uh, ups and down and uh, the down can be very frustrating also yeah and then when you're on stage and you're touring relentlessly and you're, you're playing this incredibly profound and moving music to people, are you aware when you're on stage of how you're almost sort of controlling the emotions in that room? Because you are manipulating the atmosphere, the mood and how people are thinking. Does it feel like that when you're up there? When I'm on stage, I really try to, to find my best balance uh, with what I'm doing to, to find the control uh, to uh, control my emotions to achieve that uh, state of mind that uh, would uh, be ideal for a certain way to perform the music uh, and so sometimes I, I think I lose uh, that bit I, I can understand after that I've done something yeah. that uh, that I made something special for the, those people. But when I leave it, uh, maybe for doing it the way I want it, I have to think uh, and control what I'm doing in a very concentrated way yeah. that I dive into the music. Uh, probably this diving needs a lot of energy and concentration. So it's like uh, trying to arrive to a state of meditation where I can uh, really create something that is special for me. Mm. 
which is not uh, very easy sometimes uh, when you're traveling uh, you are distracted by many things and uh, maybe you are, you are tired uh, and maybe to find that uh, concentration is something that you have to work around it to achieve it and I have to say it happens sometimes but it's not always there but uh, then uh, even if it, it hasn't happened for you I'm glad to hear that people they, they enjoy to listen to the concert and sometimes I'm surprised uh, to hear because for me maybe it was not as special as I wanted mm, I don't think anyone's going to complain but, uh, after seeing you live <laughs> but uh, you know for, probably I'm very I pretend a lot I like precision in what I do I uh, to get the best from from my performances from for the sound for the experience I, I and so when you are looking for this perfection it's not uh, something that you get every moment yeah, of your life yeah absolutely when you're in that state then and you do have that desired situation where it's meditative and you are playing and it feels that special is there a lack of thought is it more feeling than you thinking this is the song that's next this is what i need to do next yeah it's more a feeling uh, th there are moments where you lose uh, yourself uh, into the music completely wow it's uh, maybe difficult uh, to say that uh, you get lost uh, for the whole concert for the for two hours uh, There are moments where you, we, you, you have to understand where you are. And, uh, mm. Have you got um, certain techniques that you will use to sort of get that focus back? Because I think anybody that has um, any sort of job or hobby that requires an element of focus, precision um, and dedication, if you find your mind wandering, and I'll get this at work all the time if I'm doing a live broadcast or something, where your mind starts to get distracted, have you got techniques where you can get it back focused and, and where you want it to be I think uh, there is a moment uh, where, where you finish one phrase of music you start to open your eyes again and you wake up for a moment and then you, you start again and then uh, hopefully you, you get into another state of mind that is flying somewhere mm. and it seems to everybody with your insane amount of work that you've produced in the last year that there is I don't know perhaps a restlessness would you say about how you feel with creating music you have to constantly keep creating or or are you actually so at peace that the music is just flowing I think when I finish a project uh, I'm very happy and when I release it but then uh, it's like I need to to restart again. I'm uh, I just don't like to to, to stay without doing things uh, because I think it's a state of mind, uh, the, the one that you are searching uh, again for something that you want to say, that uh, uh, you want to dive again into your soul and uh, find something different, and, and this is a sort of maybe desire of. Uh, being there connected with your emotions all the time and is there ever a point where that is tiring you know you're about to release your seventh volume of work in one year which yes. is an excessive incredible amount of work all at the highest standard does that leave you feeling drained or depleted or, or are you energized from well uh, i have to say uh, before coming here i was uh, 
I did a tour in America for 20 days and I had uh, seven days a week where I knew that I had to record the seventh album of the project Seven Days Walking. And uh, when I came back from America, I said, okay, now I have to do this. Maybe it was a bad idea not having it done before. But then I went to the mountains and I started to play the music, to, to record it. I was alone in that moment in a very beautiful uh, wooden house uh, in the Alps. With a small, I recorded this uh, seventh album with an upright piano and with a very beautiful voice because uh, I recorded the others with a fantastic uh, piano, grand piano, perfect uh, sounding. And this was like uh, going back to all the ideas uh, with your notebook and writing uh, the music with a pencil and uh, thinking about rethinking about uh, all the, the works, all the experience that I've done before with the other six albums in a, in a different way, in a solitary way. And uh, I, I recorded for three, four days, and I started to listen, and uh, there were some noises in the piano. Pedals were with imperfection, but uh, those imperfections gave to the music uh, a different perspective also. Mm. And sometimes the, the wooden room was uh, making some noises. So I started to listen. I, I found the, the experience uh, of listening to it very inspiring and emotional in a different way. And so I was very happy at the end to have done it like that. And uh, now I finish it. Uh, the seventh album will be different from all the others, but in a very um, interesting way, I think. Wow, wow. And... With such a relentless schedule of, you know, finishing off that seventh volume of work and then coming straight into rehearsals here, then you're off on tour again. Do you need to carve out moments where you can just, you know, replenish and, and feel rejuvenated and rested? And, and if so, how do you achieve that? After this intense period, I will have some time off in August. Uh, I will uh, be in the mountain where I was recording uh, the seven album. There's an air that is uh, refreshing my soul, uh, the oxygen uh, there. Everything is uh, very nice for, for my rejuvenating uh, my, my body and my soul. I will stay there for a while. I, I will maybe spend some time in the, in the countryside where I have a house. And then uh, September is uh, more calm. Then I, I come here for the premiere of the opera. And then I will start again in October the, the tour. Uh, I'm, I will come back to the UK, to Germany and other places uh, until Christmas. Wow. I have to say I feel very happy now. Even if it has been a very tough um, and tight uh, schedule, uh, all the, the, the experiences, is, uh, also different experiences uh, together made uh, this voyage very interesting for me. And uh, it's like more refreshing than just doing the same yeah. thing that all the time. Yeah. yeah, monotony, yeah. And do you have ways day to day that you like to try and keep balanced amongst an incredibly hectic schedule? Are there ways that you like to, to stay grounded and to feel okay amongst all of the workload? 
Well, I take some time for doing some uh, physical activity every, almost every day. I do some uh, Pilates. Nice. Uh, and this helps me because uh, I feel my body more strong. And uh, also Pilates, uh, you, you are connecting everything uh, with the breath. So it's exercise, but it's also control, uh, coordination. Mm. How long have you been practicing for? Is it something that's more recent or have you been doing it a long time? I've been doing it for maybe seven, eight years now. More recently, I do it uh, constantly and I achieve that... uh, fanatic uh, level where I do I try to do it almost every day <laughs> you're all or nothing yeah, yeah exactly and, and does that help because I imagine with all musicians and performers that work to big crowds when you come off stage that you do feel in a slightly heightened state it's not your your normal kind of uh, regular state of being when you've been in, exposed to that amount of people and you're performing and giving everything your heart and soul so have you got ways that you can get grounded and get back to just feeling in your body and balanced from being out there in front of all of those people when you have performed you have been already giving a lot mm. and so after the, the concert I, I like to stay with, with few people and not being uh, in a chaotic situation yeah. where everyone is talking something quiet I get that I never understand when people do a big show and they go out partying after I'm like how are you doing this surely you're exhausted I cannot I mean I can't even go out without having done a concert first I find the whole thing totally overwhelming so I totally get why you would just need that boundary if I need to be on my own it's so so important um the classical world has has kind of seen you as a bit of a renegade and a maverick because you very much do things your own way. Have you always felt the need to have a sort of rebellion or or a sense of pushing boundaries in life and in your working capacity? When I was a, a teenager, I, I was more like a rebellion uh, guy. So I, I think the rebellion was... Uh, mainly against a situation where I was uh, getting bored. So when I was, uh, when I didn't feel it was right for me, I just didn't felt it was uh, good to leave this, th- that situation. And this was, uh, happened also with music. Uh, so th- there were certain moments where I realized that I was doing something that was not really my cup of tea. Mm. So I said, well, I'm, I started to make music because I wanted to, to create something with music because music was giving me certain things that uh, were special for me and I don't want to make it uh, become a normal place. I I just... Making music for me is to to continue to to stay in in an exciting uh, part of my life. When I started to realize that and to do it... I think uh, it's normal that when you start uh, uh, to do your things uh, in your own way, there are people that may like it, others they may not. Yeah. But I don't mind. I mean, uh, there is music that I like, there is music that I don't like to listen to, but I don't... I think uh, the, the world is full of colors and you can choose yours. Too right. And it's bizarre that there are still rules afoot in the music in, world. Yeah. It feels like there should just be none. Yeah. And yeah, as absolutely. you say, you yeah. choose what you like and yeah. then what you don't like. It doesn't matter so yeah. much. How much confidence do you think that's taken for you to follow that path? Because I think 
We'll all try in life to do things we know feel good and we know that feel right to us, but we're so swayed by outside opinion, socially what's acceptable, culturally what we're indoctrinated to believe. So how have you linked into that confidence to ignore the other voices? Yeah, yeah, there was a moment where I I started to realise that I was not in the right place and and this gave me a a sort of strange feeling of not being... uh, connected to to my soul I and this is not the, the place where I felt uh, right then uh, I I had uh, friends and people of my family they started to help me to to find my way in a way they were saying that we're liking my more personal side so I started to work on it and uh, the more I found the focus uh, I found the following the direction was defining uh, a territory that was more mine uh, mine territory my my route I felt uh, more confident and I when I found it I didn't leave it mm. anymore so and and this probably was a moment where I left all the rest aside it's um it's interesting because when you do that, you do have to negate people's negative opinions or if people don't agree with what you're doing. And I yeah. think a lot of people find that really tricky. I certainly do. Even if I know that what I'm doing is right, it's still a very tricky thing to be able to you know, yeah. become deaf to those voices. Some, have you found sometimes, that easy? Yeah, sometimes uh, it's uh, strange because this uh, can happen also with friendships. Absolutely. Uh, sometimes... The, some friendships uh, they tend to grab you somewhere where you don't want to stay and so with certain friendship you have to um, to be able to and to find the strength to, to cut certain uh, relationships mm. if you want to be free to, to go in the direction you want sometimes yeah. uh, some friendships uh, may be negative for what your life is going to be, for what, what are your visions, your desires. Uh, sometimes there is, could be uh, envy or uh, jealousy. And uh, uh, so it's, uh, it's part of life, I think. Uh, it's not easy, but you, you have to find the strength to see uh, between the clouds where the light is for you. Mm, that's a lovely way of thinking yeah. about it. It's, it's, I guess, sort of listening to your intuition, isn't it? You know, locking into that gut feeling of this is right or this doesn't feel right to me and, and have the integrity to really stick to that. Yeah. And I guess so much of your work is about that because you're dealing with emotion and you're dealing with people's feelings and, and you have to go with what you feel is right, not what anybody else is, is telling yeah. you. So it's so important. Um, I guess one of the things I'm very interested in with your latest project, with it being, if I'm correct, inspired by a walk that you took in the mountains, is that for the whole body of work, all seven uh, volumes? Yeah, it's not exactly, as you said, correct, but to be more precise, the idea of the walk is like a metaphor to describe the process of, of the musical creative process. When you are doing a walk, you have a, a route. Maybe it could be like a circular route. You start from a place, 
you go there maybe I don't know if you are let's say we are in the mountain you, you arrive uh, you start uh, from the woods then you arrive to a little lake uh, then uh, there's a little uh, route that is uh, passing through a river then you come back you, there's another wood uh, and then you come back uh, through the mountain and uh, after maybe two hours or depends how the route is you are back home I wanted to, to make a piece of music that was uh, like a circle of music, like there is a sort of continuation, a continuity in, in the music, like a walk. And when I was thinking of that, I was actually in the mountain, I said, well, what I'm, I would like to do is similar to, to a walk, because I, I start from here and then uh, the music develops in a certain way, I arrive to a place, a musical place where that is like, uh, let's say, like a like a wood or in a lake and if you do the same walk in different moments in different days uh, every time you're well every day you are different uh, mm. because you are thinking something different and also the weather around you is different uh, and maybe one day you take uh, your walk uh, uh, more calm mm. the, another day your your walk is uh, faster and uh, maybe one day you linger to see something that you maybe you find uh, a deer or another bird uh, that you suddenly hear in the in the wood and you stop and listen to it and then then you continue so there are variations even in the same walk mm. that you can do in different uh, days uh, of the same route there are variations and and this was uh, a bit what I wanted to create uh, with the music because uh, basically it was the same root of music, the same melodies. But the way I was performing the melodies uh, every day was with a different vibe. Mm. Every day was with a variation that maybe was more substantial. One day, another day was maybe one part of the work was uh, similar to the day before, but maybe the other the last part of the walk was with the rain mm. and so i had to walk faster and uh, so i started to record uh, different versions and uh, of this music and i said to myself well maybe instead of uh, releasing one version it would be nice to to have uh, the people experience what i'm experiencing now because i'm playing this music in different ways in different days in different moments every day that i play this music uh, there's something uh, substantially interesting to listen to mm. and so this is uh, the seventh uh, days musical days that i created the same seven days walking represent these uh, possible experiences of living the same uh, route in different moments it's such a wonderful notion because I think we all get trapped in monotony at some point in our lives and we'll think, I've got to do this again or I've got to go and do that again or every day does feel very similar. And I think actually you can open your eyes to so much variation if you're willing to see a different day or a different experience in that way and to explore different perceptions of things as well. It's a really lovely notion, I think, for people to mull over whilst they're, whilst they're listening to it. Yeah. And whatever happened to you on day three when you were right, uh, performing Campfire, 
was a good day because that for uh, me is the one that it gets me every time like, oh, tears of okay. joy tears of joy it's amazing um, Ludovico thank you so much for your time thank I know you, that right? you have the most insanely busy schedule and thank it's you. been a real it's honor been a to pleasure to, to talk with you uh, and uh, thank you for, for this conversation thank you Thanks, Ludovico. That was a privilege to meet you, sir. And also, a little behind-the-scenes goss. He took me for lunch before we recorded that to an amazing restaurant in Sicily. I mean, for me, it was the ultimate dream day. Find his music on all the usual streaming apps. I listen to Apple Music. To find out who's on the show next week, find us on Instagram at happyplaceofficial.com. Get it first thing on Monday when you subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or on your smart home device. Thanks again to Ludovico, to the producers Matt Hill and Lucy Dearlove at Rethink Audio, and to you gorgeous lot for listening. I really appreciate it. I'll see you next Monday. Serves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.